Welcome to Fans of the Forge. We're doing season five, episode 33. I'm Teresa. We have Chris and Sean. So for episode 33, it is the fourth round of the Invitational Tournament, the last round before the finals. It's the Modern Metal Workers. And guys, what is the picture on the anvils? <laughs> Sean? Any ideas? Oh, I don't even remember what it looked like. It looked like a gun or like a weird... A angle grinder? Yeah. Oh, maybe. I don't even remember what it looked like, but I'm just going to say angle grinder. All right. I <laughs> guess that that's the closest to... We have no and, idea. Yeah, I couldn't figure it out. I didn't know oh, what okay. it was supposed to be. Let's go with that. So our contestants are Roger. Who's Roger? It's Grizz. 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 He has uh, 24 years experience full time. And why was he called Grizz? Because he had an adventure with a bear. Or an encounter with a bear. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to call it an adventure. Some sort, of <laughs> some sort of running with a bear. Yeah. How could that not be an adventure? Uh, adventure sounds like a fun time yeah not all adventures are good anyway next was rick who has um five years experience part-time he was my underdog and then henry was next with eight years of experience part-time and he was sean's and chris's underdog Mm -hmm. and then dave we are dubbing the ringer we all picked him with 36 years experience full-time So for round one, they must free a canoe or canister from a metal sculpture in order to make a Damascus dagger using 1095 powder and a piece of mild steel harvested from the sculpture. So the sculpture looked a lot like, um, you know, they're boxes, almost like crates. Yeah. They're welded together. And there were two canoes and two canisters. And what you found was what you got. So I think it was Henry in particular wanted a canoe. And he got a canister, and oh, sorry, bud, that's what you're working yeah. with. Yep. So they had to make a dagger that must have a needle point tip and an edge between 12 and 15 inches, and a total length of the weapon not to exceed 22. So for Dave, he used a torch to free the canoe, and that took him no time. Like five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's done. He's like, I use this all the time. Just everything could be done with a torch. And so it seems to be true. Um, he twisted the mild steel in places. Um, he put it in for his core to hopefully have an additional pattern as he's um, sharpening his blade and grinding it down. Um, that will provide flexibility without worrying about not having any unhardenable edge. Um, he used the torch again to cut away the canister edges. So this is his default tool, and it's working well for him. And I think that's the first time I've ever seen someone on a show do that. Yeah, they, they were they were impressed. To be the first time they saw yeah. it too. Maybe that's going to be a thing. Well, now. and it's funny, like he's cause he used the whiteout in his canister. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he said, "Screw it, I'm just torching this shit off." That whiteout is not the end all be all for getting that canister off, as we've seen. Well, sometimes you gotta it just let it work. Well, it's got to dry. Right. If it doesn't dry, you're screwed. And, you know, we we still haven't seen anybody else do the, the paper, paper towel. towel, which, of course, by the time they recorded all these, they wouldn't have known about that because that episode probably wouldn't have aired yet. But uh, it'll be interesting to see maybe next season if anybody uses that paper towel technique. I uh, wonder if they have paper towels for them to use. I'm sure they can get paper towels from somewhere. Hey. Come you on. think they took hey. all the paper towels away now? because of Where were they? Where are the magnets? Do you think they are? They're on the shelf. 
<laughs> I don't know if they got paper I mean, towels around. what if you around. cut your finger and you need to wrap it up in something? You go to medical and they wrap that shit up. I'm, you don't I'm go sure to the medical bag sure like, hey, dude, I'm going to grab some Well, I'm some sure there's guys that are just like wrapping up something quick and to, like keep going. Like if it's not a bad cup, but it's a little nick or something. I don't know, bro. I think they can get a paper towel if they need it. Anyway. I don't know that they would let them go somewhere outside of the little area that they're supposed to be in and grab like a napkin or a paper towel. That's what I'm saying. Well, okay. Well, let's think about it this way. Spicy Mike got a banana from the craft services table during his. And it means, Did they show him walk over and get it? Did he have it with him No. The time? In fact, I believe when the cameraman, he said, offered it to him. But the point of the matter being is generally there's paper towels or napkins. Because they use them for other things, too. On well, the craft well, services table. What I'll so say to something. that is he wasn't using his banana to forge with. <laughs> oh, I wonder if he could use the banana peel instead of paper towels to do a Damascus. I feel like that would cause more problems than it solves. Yeah, I don't know about that. Make right. it smell like, like a So I was still flambe. talking about Dave. Yeah, there's one more note. Dave's for him. not here, man. <laughs> what? <laughs> Cheech and Chong reference. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, after quenching, there was a slight warp, um, and he was not worried that it would eliminate him. So then Henry already stated he wanted the canoe, but he got the canister. So he was dropping mild steel chunks into the canister without any apparent, like, pattern of any he was just like boop 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 doo, doo. yeah um didn't appear to have any way to keep them in the center you just kind of plopping them it's in kind of important because you don't want the mild steel to be on, on the, the outside or on the edge mm-hmm. so as he's forging that he, there's a pinhole that he does manage to get plugged and then it took he, him a couple of tries though yeah, yeah but you know he did it he has trouble peeling the can away and finally you know drama yeah he gets it out mm-hmm. it works and he quenches with lukewarm blade at two minutes left. So that wasn't ideal. Um, Grizz ended up with a stand-up canister, and he loves making Damascus. Starts to notice a void in the billet, so he cuts five, um, cuts a five-inch piece off of it. Um, could be an issue when drawing out the billet because the mild steel center will push out towards the tip. And he cuts out a notch in order to keep the high carbon steel at the tip. Which is kind of a cool technique that he did. Yeah, that was neat the way he cut it out. Um, And he quenched it a couple times. The first one ended with a warp, and the second one, um, still warp, had a slight bow to it. It's funny because you could see Dave Baker like cringing when they see him going back in for a second heat (laughs) treat. It's like, this is the second one. It's not like he... They've seen guys do it six or more times. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Rick had trouble finding a canister and is the last one to get a canister out. He ends up with a canoe. And he has trouble peeling off the can, so he just leaves it on, decides to grind it off later, and he had a good quench. So for as much as he had, like, a hard time getting started, pretty smooth. He caught up, yeah. And and when he was bringing his billet over to the press, that thing was super hot the way it needed to be and yeah so he, he worked it out yep yeah. so for judging um for grizz ben has a concern that the tip w- could be mild steel even though we all saw grizz cut out a center notch for that exact reason i don't know why he brought that up like he <laughs> did, 
the technique Grizz used is specifically, and he stated it, he explained it. He's like, I'm cutting this out in this way. I'm bringing it, the tip together, so that it's going to be high carbon on the outside, on the tip. There is no worry about mild steel on the tip. And then Ben's like, well, I was concerned about it. You saw him do it. Like, what are you talking <laughs> about, bro? Rick had some D-lambs. Could still be some can left on the blade. Henry, the D-lambs can be seen. Dave says those are the cubes that were put in the canister and those can't be hardened. So those chunks that he was chucking in there did end up near the edge. And then for Dave, overall, good job. Henry got the boot. It was the first canister he'd ever made, and it uh, did not serve him well. Yeah. It was apparent. And, not uh, bad. Not bad effort, yeah, though. Yeah. I mean, No, good effort. We've seen, I think we've seen guys have much harder time making canisters. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. For their first time than this guy did. So hats off. Round two, they have to obviously put a handle on, but they must also incorporate a guard. So Dave notices a slight warp while grinding. Now, I think Dave is Dave said the judges had said that there was a warp or something like that, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. They didn't show it at least. So anyway, he's starts grinding. He doesn't have enough steel to grind though, because it's thin. Right. So he etches the blade, notices it's all high high carbon on because it's all black from the edge. So gives him the confidence to bend it back to normal. So he sticks it in the vise, and he's just working this thing out. With no heat. No heat. Zero yeah. heat. Just cold. Just bending that thing around. And I was just, I was like, no, man, don't. <laughs> yeah. I, I was worried because I was like, dude, you're just, I'm, I'm rooting for you. I don't want to see anything break. Yeah. And uh, he got some of the warp out, amazingly. So it didn't break. He goes for a through tang. And he's just using some shims instead of epoxy to hold everything together. So he's like, I'm just going for this mechanical bond. Doesn't want to use epoxy. Kind of risky. We'll see if that's a problem later. Dave Baker was right away. He's like, I really wish you'd use the epoxy. I really wish you'd use epoxy. Yeah. So looking at Grizz now, he works to get rid of the warp by grinding. And he puts on his guard. And hand material, but didn't shape the wood before gluing everything together. So it was going to make it difficult for him to shape the handle material on the grinder without grinding into the guard. But they didn't really show him doing anything about it. So, I mean, whatever. It didn't make a big difference. Rick, he cut away some tang material at the bandsaw. And that ended up dulling the blade of the bandsaw. (laughs) And I think, was it? Baker that made mention of that or, or yeah. Ben. <laughs> so then he goes to cut his wood block in half. And guess what? Well, that dull that dull blade is kind of wiggling on him and he's not getting an even cut. So he says, okay, I'm just going to take the outside, put those on the inside. Seems like a good idea. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I, I don't know if that came into play here. He had trouble lining up the scales after he applied epoxy. So he had his holes drilled and then he puts epoxy on and he can't get things lined up. And then Ben says, well, you can't drill holes this way and then flip the pieces and, and expect them to line up. They're not going to line up. But I don't think he drilled the holes before he cut it. So I don't think that would have been a problem. Right? 
He might have. No, we just didn't see it. I'm pretty sure he did. And they How are you going to drill holes in the solid block? I mean, I guess you could. I didn't. Well, no, I, I do hear what you're saying. You do. You know, if why would you want to? You'd want to drill it through everything at once. That's your billet. Are you going to drill two holes this way and then put it on a bandsaw like this, and then expect the scales to fit like that? Because that would work, but I don't know if any, why anyone would do that. I've never seen anyone do it. They yeah. cut it in half first, then line everything up. They put the scales on both sides of the tang, then yeah. drill through. And they drill through everything. Yeah, you make a good point. They they probably wouldn't have said it if they didn't do it that way, I guess, but it's hard to tell. They didn't really show him yeah. doing that. He well, just... and so my note is so much for test fitting because yeah. he couldn't get things lined up like, oh, it's not, not working. Like, well, you test fit. You make sure it works before you put glue on. And he's like, oh, that's five minute epoxy. It's like, under <laughs> stress and pressure. People don't always think of those things when Listen, they've got a three hour time frame. What? No excuse. <laughs> Perfectly valid excuse. Terrible excuse. So then he, he grabs Dave's hammer and he's like, can I use this? And he just like beats it together. And, and, and that, that's about it. They didn't didn't really, break or nothing. No. Just stayed together. So, move on to the strength test with the oil drum stab. Mm. So, this was a little weird because Ben holds the handle of the knife, the dagger, with tongs, and then he beats the end with a hammer. Yeah. Normally, they hold it and, and they hammer it through. Yeah, he's Not holding always. it with tongs. Sometimes they use tongs. I don't... Or like some other kind of, of thing to hold. They don't always hold it by the handle well, when the they're whole, smashing it. The whole point of the second thing was you had to add a guard so that's generally like they don't add something extra if there's no guard maybe I, I'm, I don't see any danger of him like really hurting himself other than missing with the hammer but he was worried they also the, he had kind of a weird position where they, the drum is pretty low mm. and he's standing and he's got this weird angle going on with the, just... yeah with the tongs and everything <laughs> else it was weird it seemed odd so anyway uh, Grizz lost about an eighth inch of the tip the edge held up well, had a comfortable handle, and the guard is perfect. Rick um, was worried about his tip. The point held up well. There was some edge damage. Difficult to know where the blade is when holding onto the handle. It's kind of a weird shape. And Dave's tip took a roll, but overall, well done. So moving on to the sharpness test. The leather apron stab on a dummy. Grizz, the tip issue did affect some of the stabs, but did penetrate and lacerate, it will cut. Rick, um, the grooves in the handle don't match. So I think Doug said, if you hold it this way, it's it's weird. If you hold it, turn it, it's even worse. Um, <laughs> but overall, it will cut. Um, Dave's was light and easy to control. The tip penetrated easily. It will cut. Grizz got the boot. I thought Rick was going to get the boot. Yeah. I even started typing, Rick gets the boot. And then I had to <laughs> delete it, and Grizz got the boot. And yeah. it was the tip that did him in. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah, we were on the fence about that, too, I think. We thought he was probably going to go. Because it always goes to commercial break. And so we're like, who do you think is going? Yeah. So, so, yeah, so Grizz got the boot. And so you know what that means. Teresa's getting points. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're still in the game with our pick, so we'll see how that plays out here. So round three, the Flambeers Rapier. Rapier. Rapier? 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 I don't like Do you not know how to say it? Rapier. Because they made 
No, they know uh, Rick was saying it. Rick all was sorts saying it all different, sorts different of ways. Up ways. <laughs> um, I believe Will was calling it the rapier, but yeah. I hear I've heard it called the rapier before. Oh. And rapier definitely doesn't sound right. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, so the, this was a popular uh, weapon in Europe from the mid 17th century through the early 18th century, and it was an ornate, stylized gentleman's sword. Light, agile weapons that could be wielded single-handed to make pinpoint stabs and cuts, and can be seen in the hit mobile strategy game Domination. Oh yeah, it's in the notes. You you playing Domination, dear honey? No. Okay. Oh, that's too bad. Get rid get rid of Farmville. I like my Farmville. You can maybe put you farms like, in Dominations. Yeah. I think. But I've established my farm. <laughs> but you get to stab people. I'm. That's okay. Yeah, that doesn't, <laughs> that's not her That's thing. not an appealing thing. <laughs> so. Me. I'm sorry. You must have flamboyant, a.k.a. wavy, double-edged blade, and handle must include two side rings, a rear guard, an upward-swept rear quillion, and a downward-swept front quillion, two arms, a knuckle bow, and a pommel, and Jesus must also bless the weapon. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I guess, who took the, guess who took these notes? Yeah. <laughs> this guy. Uh, wasn't expecting that. Yeah, I mean, look at all that crap he had to do just for the, the guard. Yeah, but the they're guard metal worker. Like that's what they do. Is fancy nobody stuff like does that. all that. They Nobody's do. ever had to do all that. That was the that was easily the most intense, complicated, complicated yeah. guard that they've had to do before. There there've been some other ones, but that one is pretty crazy. The the handle stuff there. So we move on to our contestants in their home forges, and wouldn't you know it, Rick and Dave are both in Connecticut. Rick is in Bethel, Connecticut, and Dave is maybe about fifteen minute drive away in Sherman, Connecticut. Crazy. Do you think they might have known each other? I mean, it seems oh, so I don't know. <laughs> it, They're so close together and yeah, they're both right. doing bladesmithing. You would think they might have some awareness of who the other yeah, guy is. Possibly. Anyway, Rick, on day one, he used his 5160 spring steel and he hoped to have his blade shaped by the end of the day. On day two, he did his heat treating. Uh, he built a large four foot quench tanker, about four feet. Um, Welded the bottom, couldn't get it to to not leak. He was pouring the the vegetable oil in there, and it was still leaking out the bottom. So he settled on putting a little bit of black duct tape around that well to help keep all that oil in. And then on day four, he spent the day grinding and uh, getting his stuff weight kind of down as much as possible and he got to about 3.5 pounds and from there finished off his, his handle. They really didn't show much going on no. with these guys at their shops. Yeah, I kind of blew through it. So, picking up with Dave, he used a fly press to shape his metal and Sean noted here that it was painful to watch. Did you see that shit? Okay, oh so my God. It's, a, it's a it's a flywheel, so you grab this thing and you pull it this way and it kind of goes and then it you just, just watch the press come down slowly, matching, you know, the amount that you're pulling right. in one direction. So it's probably it's gearing it so it's providing a more force in a downward mo- you know, motion. But 
Yeah, man. Dude, I mean, every single. So quite a bit of effort single on the part of the operator. Time. Like, dude, he's got this long piece yeah. of metal he's got to get through. I was like, dude, I, I mean, I guess that. if you think about it compared to having to hammer it and stretch it out, I feel like you're doing less overall, not damage, but it's less strength intensive or less endurance intensive to be able to just pull that thing then slam it down. I suppose it it would seem awkward. Like it it just seemed like a really awkward motion, you know, and you're holding it and doing all that. Hats off to him, man. Yeah. Um, For day two, uh, it was interesting that they said this because this, they said the same thing in the last episode that one of the guys competing is like, well, when you're uh, uh, you blacksmith. know blacksmith, blacksmith, you make the tools you need to get the job right. done, and he said it almost the exact same yeah. way as Derek did in the previous episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so he made a jig using some threaded nipples, uh, threaded conduit nipples, Ooh. and uh, he welded those to a table, and then basically he would heat up his sword, put it in between two of the nipples, and then bend it to give it its waviness and then yeah. it just kept going down the blade heat treating slowly warming it up getting it bending it and it actually worked really well it looked pretty awesome it looked yeah. awesome it came out great yeah it was pretty cool um and then on day five he did a flame bluing of the basket and added an additional chunk to the back for his pommel to make the blade more balanced he did break the tap in the pommel and cut off a chunk of mild steel bar, which would be easier to work with, but it was also larger, so it added some extra weight. But it was okay because he was trying to balance that thing right. out anyway, and a little bit extra weight on that handle wasn't going to mess up the fact that he, he had a pretty long and heavy blade already, so you want some extra weight there to help right. counterbalance it. So we move back to the forge for testing, and it was a pig slash and stab kill test. Ricks had lots of forward balance, but it was not normal of a rapier. It was a little difficult to wield, but it will kill. Dave's had very good balance. It was very easy to thrust. The slashes, holy cow. Like, Rick did, you know, when Rick cut, you're like, okay, well, I guess that's that type of weapon. Maybe it just doesn't have that type of cutting power. But then Dave gets in there, and they slice through, and it just goes halfway through the pig each Those time. Are beautiful cuts. Cutting through the spine. It will kill. And then the strength test. I did not care for this one. The steel <laughs> buckler attacks. <laughs> this, this one was so anticlimactic. It was so boring, and it was just like, really, that's how you're going to test it? So it was basically it's just a steel buckler shield sort of thing, and Dave Baker... Takes it and goes, dink, 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 stab, stab. Poke, poke. Push, (laughs) push. Push, push. And then just watch the blade bend. Like, why not just do a bend test? I don't Um, know. Right? That was kind of what the end goal was. That was the point was was to to see it flex and then go back to true. I would rather see that that more um, nerve-wracking bend test where they have to bend it to a certain angle than poking and watching it bend. I don't know. Whatever. Rick had a strong blade, took a little bit of minor chipping, um, and David Baker commented that it had too much forward balance. Dave did not have any noticeable damage, but he complained that uh, the guard was, or could be 20% smaller. He said everything was way bigger than it needed to be. But you know what? Who cares? Yeah, I mean, it's not going to make a difference. something to say. Yeah. Yeah. And then we go to our 
sharpness test, which was a giant sandbag slash thrust and cut. Rick was sharp enough to lacerate, but some of those swipes didn't cut, but in general, it will cut. Dave, on the other hand, easily thrusted through, slashed, and cut. Nice, long slashes yeah, into really there. Clean. And it was pretty clear that Dave had won that based off of that, and he did. He won, which Dave's means here. Dave is that. here, man, <laughs> and we all got a point. And actually, we didn't look up the points, but there's a boop, uh, boop, boop. Those are the points, and uh, we all got a point for that episode. Cool. So that Ooh. was cool. And I'm going to note one other thing I saw today on Facebook. Somebody was commenting. Um, they had posted to the the uh, Fortune Fire discussion group it was just, you know how Facebook allows you to put text in like a box now and then give it like a color a color behind it and yeah. stuff? Someone had just put, yeah, man, in there in reference to Rick saying that. Oh, the time yeah. That they said, are you ready to go, yeah, man? <laughs> and somebody commented on it. I noticed it once. Yeah, yeah we some, noticed it once. Yeah, we noticed it as well. So somebody commented saying, well, that's kind of rude. That's really disrespectful. And I was like, what? <laughs> And the guy was like, well, down in the South, we find that disrespectful. You're better off saying yes, sir, or just yes. And then the guy also said, maybe it's a Connecticut thing. <laughs> and I, so I commented, I go, it is definitely not a Connecticut thing. Maybe he was imitating Jason Knight. Who's from the South. Who's from the South and <laughs> all the time was saying, yeah, man. Yeah, man. On when he was on that show, yeah. like anytime they would ask him if he, they were done judging. Yeah, man. And then it it kicked off a huge, (laughs) a huge just thread of people talking about this. I had to turn off the post notifications because I was like, I don't need to know every time somebody comments and says that it's rude that he said, yeah, man. Rick, you could say, yeah, man. We're all for the yeah, man. Uh, By the way, it's clearly evident that Jesus blessed Dave's blade. (laughs) because <laughs> he won okay well I guess that well, hey I, I said it was a requirement right so, yeah yeah it's true yeah so anyway that was the episode season 5 episode 33 invitational tournament round 4 metal workers the next Forge and Fire episode will be the invitational tournament yeah. finale the $50,000 prize will be awarded and, man, it looks like it's going to be good. Based on the guys that have won so far, yeah. that is going to be a good episode. And I've already seen a description of what it's supposed to be. If I if I understand correctly, oh. I don't remember exactly what it is, but they, they basically tell you that I think they have to make a, a wakazashi, mm. which is like the samurai short sword. And then I believe the final is you have to make another samurai sword after that. From what I – if I'm – if I remember correctly, I might be wrong. Anyway, that was the episode. Remember to subscribe and like and follow on the YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and all that good stuff. Thanks again for watching our videos. And uh, that's the last one for this. That's it. So have a good weekend, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Dave's not here. <laughs> Dave's not here, man. Dave's not here, man. Dave's not here, man. (laughs) No, man, I'm Dave, man.
Who? 